Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Today we will continue our emerging markets conversation and that means joining us for the conversation. I'm glad to welcome back to the podcast Alejo Zerwanko, the Chief Investment Officer for Emerging Markets Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Alejo, welcome back. Looking forward to catching up on the asset class with you and thank you for spending some time with our listeners and their clients. Good morning, Dan. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And Alejo, as our listeners know, you do join us on a monthly basis to talk about the flagship publication from your team, Investing in Emerging Markets. Now, the title for this month, Patience in a Complex Environment, maybe we can begin by unpacking that a bit. What exactly motivated that title? Why do you think patience is key for investors this year? Absolutely, Dan. Why don't we start by trying to define patience, at least in an investment context? I think patience can be best understood as the ability to remain calm when dealing with difficult circumstances. And I think it goes without saying that investors in 2022 have been required to show a great deal of patience as markets have endured a number of unwelcome records. Thinking about emerging market assets in particular, one such record has been the poorest returns for the first five months of the year for most asset classes within the emerging world in over 20 years. Interestingly, Dan, I think on a forward-looking basis, investors should continue to exhibit quite a bit of equanimity because when you think about the three main factors that will likely continue to drive markets. Number one, the Federal Reserve's response to inflation. Number two, China's handling of the coronavirus waves. And number three, the unfortunate ongoing war in Eastern Europe. This all three are likely to keep market visibility low for some time. So, Alejo, as you describe the pathway for every major development, it is quite fluid, whether that be concerns, as you pointed out, over the Fed, over China, the ongoing Russia-Ukraine war. Investors, of course, need to consider a range of possible outcomes. So, Alejo, what scenarios for emerging market assets are you contemplating on a forward-looking basis? That is key, Dan. We do have a central scenario that I'm going to describe shortly, but we need to acknowledge that alternative scenarios need to be considered as well, both to the downside as well as to the upside, right? So let's start with the baseline scenario, the one to which we assign the highest likelihood of materializing over coming months. This is characterized by the ongoing tightening of financial conditions in the U.S. and globally through a combination of higher yields, wider credit spreads, and of course, lower equity markets. In the face of tighter money out there, we think the U.S. economy and the global economy will slow down, yet uh, they will avoid a recession. Simultaneously, we do think that inflation will soften, yet it will remain elevated well above the targets of 2% that most major global central banks out there hold, right? In this scenario as well, we think China's dynamic zero COVID policies will remain in place at least through year end when the Communist Party Congress is taking place out there. And unfortunately, targeted lockdowns will continue to be used when and where necessary at the same time that 
the economic impact of these lockdowns will be actively mitigated by the use of fiscal and monetary easing out of China. And finally, when it comes to tensions in Eastern Europe, the war, I think there's no easy way out. Uh, it is a conflict that will remain with us for the foreseeable future, yet I think we could avert a meaningful escalation in coming months. So putting it all together, Dan, and given the negative negativity that is already priced into financial markets as we speak, this baseline scenario should result in fair returns for emerging market assets through year end. Let me give you some sense of what we are expecting for equities. We see a 5 to 7% upside for year end. I'm talking about, of course, emerging market equities. This is supported by mid-single-digit earnings growth plus a moderate re-rating of price-to-earnings multiples. When it comes to fixed income, a combination of high current yield, tighter spreads, and stable U.S. benchmark rates should boost total returns for U.S. dollar-denominated emerging market bonds to high single digits. Let me run you through a number of alternative scenarios, of course. I think that the balance of risks is tilted to the downside. In other words, we're inclined to think that a worse-than-anticipated outcome is a bit more likely than a better than anticipated outcome in this in this context, right? But importantly, patience once again is central because a lack of patience can misguide investors to turn pain that that is temporary paper losses in portfolios into damage that is permanent losses and the foregoing of gains. A great resource here then is our bear market guidebook that runs readers through the last eight bear markets in the post-war era in the United States and, and globally, and draw some lessons on how to navigate a potential downside scenario that we might experience in coming months. Finally, we shouldn't have a failure of imagination to the upside. Uh, what if we see, say, a ceasefire in Eastern Europe, what if China were to adopt mRNA vaccines faster, antiviral drugs faster, and reopen more promptly than many anticipate? In this scenario, we could see both emerging market equities and emerging market bonds deliver mid-teens returns. So that's a the lay of the land in terms of what to expect in, in coming months, Dan. Uh, solid baseline scenario, but with risks to both sides. Alejo, very helpful overview, so thank you for that. So as we begin to close out, maybe we can get a bit more pointed with respect to allocation. So with all of those macro considerations, risk considerations in mind, uh, coupled with your return outlook for the second half of 2022, uh, let's talk about some specific opportunities within the asset class as outlined within the publication. Uh, where, Alejo, are you seeing value in emerging markets at the moment? First off, Dan, quite broadly, I think emerging market exposure offers portfolios a, he a healthy amount of geographic diversification in a world where past winning trends can no longer be blindly extrapolated into the future. I think the performance of U.S. mega cap tech stocks so far this year illustrates nicely that new reality, right? 
More specifically, specifically within emerging market equities, we find tactical opportunities in the internet and e-commerce segment, as well as in environmental, social, and governance leaders within this space. Moving on to fixed income, we find value in a range of short duration and Latin American bonds from the emerging world. And for investors, maybe looking a bit further out with a multi-year investment horizon, we highlight three main long-term thematic investment opportunities. The first one is frontier markets. The second one is emerging market infrastructure investments. And the third one is emerging market healthcare opportunities. To wrap up, Dan, and going back again to the topic of, of patience, I do want to emphasize that this is a virtue that investors should carefully cultivate in an era in which central bank support becomes less prevalent. And this leads to an environment where portfolio returns are harder to come by. Well, Alejo, very much appreciate the guidance there on allocation and how to approach an allocation within emerging markets. And plenty here, of course, we can follow up on as we begin to look ahead into the second half of the year. Though, Alejo, thank you as always for dropping by, uh, keeping our listeners, our clients informed on emerging markets and looking forward to picking back up with our conversation next month. Always great to be here. Thank you, Dan. Have a great day. Likewise, thank you, Alejo. And again, today we've been joined by Alejo Zerwanko, the Chief Investment Officer for Emerging Markets Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Again, I do want to point out that you can now locate the Investing in Emerging Markets monthly flagship, the most recent edition, which Alejo has been referencing during our conversation today. A title is Patience in a Complex Environment can now be located up on UBS.com forward slash CIO, of course, for clients of UBS. Please be sure to contact your financial advisor to learn more about the topics covered on today's podcast and to receive a copy of that publication directly. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.